Welcome back to the In Squash Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Jerry Gibson, and today this is episode 237 with 10-time Scottish national champion and former world number 24. He reached that uh, height back in 2017, Alan Klein, recent uh, recent uh, PSA retiree, and uh, we have a, a great chat, a bit of a catch-up. We, um, we spoke, I think, back in 2020 here on this podcast, and it was really nice to catch up with Alan particularly given the fact that he uh, just retired uh, from the PSA and he's moving on uh, into a new chapter of his life. So we talk uh, quite a bit about uh, his decision to retire and some of the highlights uh, from his PSA uh, career, which include reaching uh, the number 24 ranking in the world in 2017. And uh, also, Alan, as I mentioned, uh, has 10 Scottish national championships to his name. And we talk about how special winning just one of those is is let alone 10 uh, and also along the way he had a bit of a rivalry with uh, with another uh, Scottish national champion by the name of Stuart Crawford and he talks about uh, the years uh, playing against Stuart uh, in those uh, Scottish national uh, championship finals um, and then uh, as I mentioned as well uh, Maybe the primary reason why uh, Alan decided to retire was to take up an opportunity uh, to become assistant coach at Princeton. So uh, he'll be moving on into the U.S. college uh, coaching, coaching ranks uh, as a squash uh, assistant coach. And we talk about his move into the U.S. squash coaching scene and how exciting that must be given all of the uh, all of the legends that are in there coaching right now, the likes of uh, Mike Way, David Palmer. Thierry Linku, Paul Asciante, John White, uh, the list goes on, and uh, he's very excited about that and very excited to be butting heads with those guys on a weekly basis. So we talk about all of that. Uh, we also t- uh, talk a little bit about recruiting and how he's uh, getting his feet wet in terms of the college coaching scene. So with that, here we are, episode 237 with Alan Klein. Hello. Hello, Alan. How you doing? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, great to see you. And uh, just want to say uh, before we start, congrats on the great career that you had in the PSA. I know you're you're not retired from squash uh, completely, but retired from uh, the PSA. How's life? Uh, how's life treating you? It, lo- it looks like there's a bit of sun uh, creeping in the window uh, <laughs> there. Uh, looks yeah, like there is. Yeah, I'm just. In Philadelphia, I just got back from Florida. There was a lot more sun there. Uh, we had last week, we were in uh, down in Palm Beach, which was a bit nicer. But yeah, we've still got a little bit of sun here in Philadelphia. But uh, no, it's good. It's been good. That's great. Yeah. Uh, how's life in Philadelphia? I mean, uh, right now, the place is just buzzing uh, because of the... Uh, I'm not sure how, how much you follow the, the Eagles, the Phillies, uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, the Phillies just beat... Uh, I think they're playing the Yankees, right? Are they playing the Yankees? Uh, uh, you probably know more than me. I actually went to to a Phillies match with my my family. were over and we went to went to a Phillies match, but I don't follow it that closely. But yeah, I hear that uh, all the teams are doing very well, doing very yeah. well over here. And it's buzzing, and they obviously had the Open Squash recently too, so that's it. Totally buzzing. Yeah, yeah. No, the guys, a uh, uh, few of my buddies, I'm over here and I'm in the same boat as you, except uh, you know I don't follow cricket or football like. Uh, uh, European football or rugby and all these big things are happening right now. I, uh, I haven't a clue. I was watching cricket today. I was 
like, holy Lord, what are the, what's going on here? Is it some sort of alien uh, game that they're playing out there? I, I, can't, I couldn't follow it. Do you, do, you, do you follow cricket at all? Or? Not so much since I came over. I did a little bit, like usually uh, some of the big test matches, like Ashes series when it's like English Australian things, but uh, not as closely. Yeah. Football mainly my sport. Football and boxing are the ones I really follow. Boxing, yeah. Well, there's some big boxing uh, a bit lately with, the, uh, obviously, last weekend, Deontay, uh, Deontay Wilder in the first round uh, comeback win. <laughs> exactly. Managed to come back from his Tyson Fury defeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That was good. But uh, anyways, uh, Alan, great to have you here. And uh, again, uh, you know, congrats on the, the PSA career. Uh, now, I think we need to clarify to everybody uh, that uh, that you've retired from the PSA, <laughs> not from squash. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, like um, I just, I mean, I always feel like it's quite an honour to to play for your country. And uh, if if uh, Scotland want to to select me for anything and it, and it works out, then I'd be happy to to play play there. But yeah, it's tough to try and fit in the time to get the PSA matches. Now I've got my uh, my full time job here, and but I'll still be trying to train and still keeping up, trying to keep a good level to try and keep in front of these college guys. Um, and if that's good enough to help out the Scottish Scottish national team, I'm like passionate about about Scotland and the way there. They're usually some of my best memories are playing there so if it works out that i can still play play for that then uh, i'd be happy to do so excellent well uh, i'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, about your time uh, playing for scotland a bit later but uh, you know you just finished your uh, your last psa event which was the the us open and uh, you know how, how did that feel where sort of that that last match you played uh, uh yan yao i think uh, yeah. uh, there and uh, you know he's I just saw him play in the grasshopper here and, uh, you know, he's a pretty good player. So, uh, he's a very good player. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a good player. Back for you. And how were you feeling, uh, when you rode on the court there? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I was quite happy that it was scheduled on the glass court and it was good to play on the, the glass courts there. I mean, it's an amazing facility that they've just built up in the, the Spectre Center. And uh, although like when I was training there all last year, um, they beat the US squash were really generous enough to let me train there with the, the national team. And I was able to play on those courts a lot. And like the glass courts that they have there, they can be a little hard to see when you're just training during the day when they've got all the lights on. But like when it's there for the US open it was great court to play on nice and bouncy it was quite long rallies it was hard to win a rally because he was he was playing some good squash tight squash wasn't giving me a match picking up everything and uh but it was good fun i didn't think i played too badly but um yeah it's not as easy now when i'm not like 24 7 on it so uh but no i really enjoyed it enjoyed enjoyed the match that's great yeah so uh like we if you don't mind just take a look back at, at your career now you you reached uh, your highest ever uh, ranking i think it was 20 might have been 24 right in 2017 yeah. uh so you almost cracked uh, the top 20 there so what was it about uh that year or, or around that time uh that uh, you know you were producing uh, quality squash at that time what do you remember about your game I believe that that time I, I went on a, a good run. I remember playing, a, I won the tournament in Wimbledon, which I think was my biggest biggest ever win. And uh, I uh, beat Saurav Gosa, who was number one seed in the semi-final. Um, 
I had beaten him in the Qatar Classic before. I kind of had, had a good record against sort of round about that stage. Um, and so that was a, that was a really big win for me. And then in the final, I played Tom Richards, who is a very similar age to me, very good player. I think he got to maybe number 12 in the world. And he he beat me a lot of times, a, a lot throughout my career. I was losing to Tom Richards, but I managed to beat him in the final. And I was just, I was playing with confidence. I remember at that tournament, um, Olivia came and she was she wasn't playing she was just there and watching and uh, yeah it was a great event because she was going to go play the British Open next week the same one as me and uh, I carried that kind of confidence into the following week and I played Sorov again and I managed to beat him again and it was uh, it was just a thing I feel like sport in general and it's like a confidence thing I was like always kind of looking to volley I was just looking knowing how I was going to win the rallies each time and uh, yeah that managed to push me up to to 24 in the world I'm pretty sure that was that was a, a key part of it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I can kind of remember that, uh, that event, I think the, Wim, the, the Wimbledon victory, uh, that's a good one to, to put on the resume. So you've won eight, eight uh, PSA titles, uh, world doubles gold. So, and so aside from, uh, from the, I guess, 10, I guess it was Scottish national titles, which of uh, maybe it was the Wimbledon, as you just remember, uh, just mentioned, but uh, which of your PSA titles, uh, would you say you hold uh, most dear to your to your heart? Uh, um, yeah, well, Wimbledon was was a big one, and uh, that was definitely one I, I really loved. But I guess the first one was kind of interesting. I played in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I remember it wasn't like it was maybe oh. sixth or seventh tournament that I had played. And I remember going there, and some of the matches were played at Keough Island, which is like a big fancy golf course, which I think held the Ryder Cup before, and. Uh, but I remember uh, I stayed with um, Richard and Pat Millman, who who were organizing oh. the event, and they were billeting me, which was was very very nice of them. And I remember uh, for the final, they were like organizing the event, so they were away a lot. And I remember him saying he was going to come pick me up. I think maybe the final was at like five o'clock. I was playing uh, Johnny Harford in the final, um, and they said, "Oh yeah, we'll pick you up at three thirty. And it was like it was a good drive away. And then three thirty came, no one. And this was like before you could just like call an Uber and do whatever. And I was I was stuck in there and it was like 4.15 and it was still like quite a long way to get to there. And I was like trying to phone the club from the house phone and I didn't know. And eventually I, I think I turned up bang on the time or I think it was bang on five o'clock. And I think Johnny Harford was was very generous. He said, yeah, you give me like 10, 10 minutes to warm up. And uh, my mind was all frazzled just because with all the stress of everything and uh but then I got the 10 minutes to warm up, went on court and managed to win that 3-2. So it was all just a bit crazy. And I still remember that from back in, must have been about 2009, I guess now. Because, I mean, I went um, went on tour in 2008 after I graduated, like fully. And yeah, that being my first tournament win was... Um, was was very special another one actually i remember was in uh, new zealand i uh, played in palmerston north and before the event i had like an ingrowing toenail and i couldn't couldn't practice and it was it was really painful like i struggled to put on my shoes and i, did, I thought i was going to have to pull out and i remember going to see a, a podiatrist i think it was or like a specialist person there and they ended up like injecting my toe and i fainted on the chair and they must <laughs> <laughs> this was like the day before my day before my first round and uh anyway it was uh, that was all a bit dramatic but then and then ended up winning the event there too so yeah it was uh those memories are ones that i definitely remember remember well classic anecdotes there uh, good stuff <laughs> i love i love richard uh you know he as you know he does so much to try to 
really grow the game and he's still very very active these days and passionate about that kind of stuff i'm, I'm sure he uh, he'd have a good laugh uh, if he hears yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah it was good it was a good tournament there and he ran it well yeah it's not it's not your a, your squash hotbed per se either so it was south carolina you said uh south carolina yeah the main, carolina. Main yeah yeah not, not much squash you would think down there but but if richard's around definitely uh he's gonna <laughs> yeah. do what he can yeah. yeah, I'm not not sure if he's still there or where he is, but uh, yeah, he's always around the squash world somewhere. Sure. Uh, now, just in terms of your uh, you know national championships, uh, you know winning every uh, you know big name player that I've had on this podcast uh, who's won a national championship has said that uh, you know that that's probably uh, uh, one of the the most important titles that they have, if not the most important. So I've had uh, you know you have uh, ten of them. Uh, just in terms of, I, I think we talked about this the last time you were on, but I'd love you to sort of look back again, uh, looking back to that first one, how special was it uh, for you? And uh, how did that uh, that victory all play out for you? Because I know uh, you had a bit of a rivalry there. I'm not sure if it was a rivalry, but I think so with the with one uh, one guy by the name of Stuart uh, Crawford. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, how did that all play out uh, the first one? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, he was one of the top top players um, there at the time. I think we had we had John White um, playing in the national team, but Stuart was definitely uh, one of the top top one to beat. I think he won. Oh, you probably correct me. I don't know exactly. Maybe five or six six titles, and it was. Uh, and he was yeah reigning champion, and uh, yeah to go in and and beat him when I was pretty young at the time was was a big deal because yeah national titles even when it was junior national titles I only uh, ever won the the under nineteen one um, but it was something that I definitely uh, held is it very important and uh, yeah it still is very important and something that I. Uh, pretty proud of to win 10 off them and um, to yeah to manage to beat him in the final was pretty was was very good but then I think the next year he, he beat me again so he came back and won so um <laughs> it was it became a bit of a bit of a rivalry there and yeah and then I'm I think I managed to get him again and but he won maybe won one more I think I remember playing at PSA event after that so yeah there was it went back and forth for a while definitely in my, my early days and uh yeah it was probably one of the first first rivalries I had yeah, what was it? I mean, uh, I think even before you won yours, you might have played him in the final as well. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think I, I saw the the national, the the yearly national winners, but uh, you might have played him a year before that. But uh, what was his what was his game like? Uh, what like did you guys have similar styles, or was he a different player? I didn't really. I don't think I've ever seen him play. Yeah, um, he was. He was very uh, much accuracy, trying to get good lengths and keeping it keeping it tight. Um, I tried to tried to use my uh, pace and trying to look to volley and try and mix it up a little bit because um, he was very accurate and a good squash player. And uh, yeah, just trying to make it as physical as I can. I mean, he was he was very fit as well, but just trying to like maybe change direction, things like that. There was so we weren't we weren't the same, but I think um, he definitely trained in the Scottish system with and all, all you can see. The Scottish players that came through, they all kind of had, they were all fit and strong and um, hard to beat. And yeah, he was one of them who uh, started started a trend. Sort of a bit, a bit like a Peter Nickel uh, type as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nickel, definitely. yeah, I guess it's a Scotch mentality thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, now that you're still playing in the national events, you lost, I think, this year in the semi to uh, 
to Rory Stewart, and he's a guy who I think he just won a PSA event in St. Louis, uh, and uh, you lost him in the semifinal this year. So, and you've also got Greg Lobin and Fergus uh, Richards over there, uh, amongst others. Uh, so, how do you feel uh, now that uh, with in terms of squash, uh, the men's side is it in uh, good hands? Would you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Rory's um, been playing well. He managed to really announce himself, I guess, at the Commonwealth Games. Us in Scotland knew that he was uh, going to be. He had so much talent and going to be one of the top players. Um, from before that but uh, yeah I guess everyone kind of realised that at the Commonwealth Games when he uh, beat Patrick Rooney and was close with um, James Wilstrop and yeah I knew it was tough um, whenever I trained with him many years and he's a very good player and he's already doing that on the, in the top events now he probably just needs to get um get that big win to kind of push himself up to like top 50 level to really be able to expose himself all the time to, to those kind of players. And I'm sure when he does, he's going to cause them all ends of problems. He's uh, hard to read and um, yeah, sees the game so well, like understands where the, where the ball is. So he's going to be around for, uh, for many years. So that shows it's in good hands. Greg is obviously still playing very well. Um, he's had a good US Open, was really close, like beat, won his first round very close with Mazzotti in the second round, still playing great squash and up there. I don't know what exactly his ranking is, but I assume it's around about top 30. Um, so yeah, they were going to be going to be good for a while and then we've also got some younger guys who are training hard kind of just graduating out of uh, the universities in Scotland and hopefully going full time so yeah I think it's going to be it's going to be good for a while on the men's side and obviously the women's side is, uh, is still strong too we've got Georgia Adelaide really pushing on and getting yeah, some yeah. great results and Lisa's been Lisa. for many years and yeah. still improving and pushing up her ranking too so I really uh, uh, just in terms of Lisa I mean I, I watch her play and I, I just think I think she's so close to taking it to the next uh, level. Uh, she has everything. Uh, it, it might be just that confidence thing. Uh, you know, she seems to sort of break down at the end of matches that are really close. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, she had a close one at the US Open with uh, Yathra Bedell. And uh, I mean, she's been getting some good wins. And yeah, she's definitely got potential to to get that extra, extra bit further. So yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, got squash being a good hands. That's great. That's fantastic. Well, uh, now you're about to embark on a new chapter, Alan, uh, the U.S. squash uh, collegiate game. And uh, I mean, I've I've been watching a, a fair bit, bit of it over the last few years. Uh, and uh, just wondering, first of all, um, now, now you're going to be uh, the assistant coach there at Princeton. And I think it's uh, Sean or Shane. I'm not sure if it's Sean or Shane. Uh, Sean, yeah. Sean, yeah, Sean Wilkinson is the head coach. So, firstly, uh, how excited are you to uh, to be embarking on the college uh, squash uh, coaching scene? Yeah, really excited. I mean, yeah, like you, I've been kind of watching uh, from the outside and following it, following it for many years, and uh, I really enjoy. Uh, enjoy watching I've been following uh, online and I even went to go see some matches last year when I wasn't involved and just uh, seeing like the atmosphere it creates and the team spirit it creates it's like uh, yeah something I wanted to be a part of and even like starting the the few weeks that I've done here like I'm, I wish I was involved in it as a, as a student athlete back in the day um, <laughs> yeah. I went I was kind of at the uh, University of Edinburgh that squash there but uh, yeah it's just a different different thing over in uh, in the states and uh, yeah so I'm really excited that's kind of where I, I saw my um, my abilities being like as a coach and where I really wanted to do I wanted to kind of do something that's going to um, 
be something that I'll wake up and be really inspired to do. And uh, yeah, it's been what I imagined so far. And yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes once the matches really start later in the year. That's an exciting uh, proposition for sure. I mean, the college squash scene, as you know, has grown immensely, I'd say over the last 10, 15 years, uh, but particularly over the last couple of years. And you've got the, the best players in the world playing uh, in the in U.S. college squash. So that's got to be something really exciting for you. But what, I'm just wondering, uh, what was it about uh, Princeton that uh, that attracted you to their to their team was it just the opportunity was there what uh, uh, what or was it something special about the Princeton uh, opportunity? Yeah, well, I think like everyone knows how uh, great uh, University of Princeton is around the world. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> felt pretty privileged to have an opportunity at somewhere somewhere like that. Um, also, it helps that it's it's very close. Well, I say very close. It's like about an hour drive from Philadelphia and uh, my wife Olivia is still uh, playing on tour and Philadelphia is a great place for her um, training um, pro-wise. Like she's got Spectre Center and a lot of people around here. So it was ideal in that respect too. And um, yeah, meeting the team here, it's uh, I feel like it's, yeah, it's perfect for me. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, now, I just wanted to, to ask you about uh, about the team itself, but, you know, it's super competitive there in the uh, at the top of that game. I think Princeton might be ranked sixth uh, among the men. Uh, Harvard, obviously, they've won the last three or four. Penn came close last year. Yale's at uh, right there as well. But I uh, noticed on the lineup, you've in your lineup, you've got a couple of Egyptian guys that are, that are on the team. Uh, you've got a guy from Dubai where I live. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I have hadn't heard of him but uh yeah i'm sure he he might be pretty pretty solid but uh, how does the team look in your estimation right now and do you think you have a team that's going to compete uh with the harvards and and pens hope so hope so that's the plan um i know uh last year they definitely had some some issues with uh, covid towards the end and the finals but i know that um i mean obviously meeting the guys here they're very strong and we're very deep too i think it's going to be everyone's going to be pushing each other to get into this top nine. It's like only nine get to play the big matches, but we've got, we've got a big squad. We've got 17 in the squad and everyone's kind of pushing to try and uh, to get into that top nine. So yeah, it's, it's fun that to have that. We have like, obviously it's going to be challenge matches coming up soon. And uh, when they're playing against each other, it's, they're very tight matches. So yeah, I think um, I'm enjoying working with the team. There's some good, very good players there. And yeah, getting on with getting on court with them as much as I can too. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. Obviously, I don't uh, haven't seen all the other teams, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with the level of our team so far. Yeah, who who are the top guys? Uh, the the top uh, guys on the team, like the top four or five you've uh, that you have. Right Obviously, we had um, we had Yusuf Ibrahim uh, last year, and he's he's yeah. just graduated. Um, uh, the number two last year was uh, Kareem El Barbary, also from. Uh, from Egypt, um, we got Dale Maji, Thomas Rossini, who's like another uh, uh, player won like US Junior tournaments, and then we've got some good freshmen coming in too, like the current US uh, number one, Avi Agarwal, and the uh, guy who finished runner-up in the British Junior Open that was played, um, Hassan Khalil, and um, what the guy you mentioned who from Dubai is kind of originally from Australia, Maz Katri. Um, and uh, yeah, guy Alistair Cho just won the Korean squash event. It was uh, okay. over. He travelled over to Korea and won an event over there. So yeah, we've got a lot, lots of good players all pushing. I don't know who's going to be what the lineup's going to be right now, but we've got a lot of a lot of players that are uh, very good quality players and all pushing. 
that bodes well. I mean, that that type of competitive uh, stuff going on within the team, it's got to got to sort of translate into uh, you know enhancing the quality overall when you guys get out there and compete against the other the other teams. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, just in terms of, of yourself, I mean, you're going to be out there coaching against uh, some really some of the, the greats of the game. I mean, you've got the guys like Mike Way, you've got John White, you've got David Palmer, Thierry Linku, uh, and, and you've got one, you know, legends of that scene like Paul Asciante, who I think he's broken all the records of, you know, the winningest coach in college sport history in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, how exciting is it going to be for you to sort of butt heads with those guys on, on a weekly basis Really exciting, yeah. Like uh, I know a lot of them, a lot of them well, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll hopefully try and learn a few things, a few things from them. But yeah, it's going to be fun to bring the teams against each other. I mean, obviously, I've been around some college matches and things, but it's my first year kind of being <laughs> being involved. So I'm sure that's going to be a different experience. So I'm just trying to trying to learn what it's going to be like. I'm learning a lot from Sean, uh, um, our head coach, right now, and. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, a good experience. I'm just pretty excited for our first proper match. We've got IB scrimmages on the fifth or sixth of November, and our first match uh, against Rochester in December. So yeah, I'm just kind of excited to really get going and yeah, see all those guys and just learn from them that year. That, that's great. Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, usually every year I have a guy by the name of uh, Rob Dinnerman. He comes on. And uh, he gives us the big breakdown of the college scene uh, before okay. before it all kicks off. So I'll be sure to uh, see how uh, what what he thinks about your addition to the team and how it's going to factor into uh, into you guys winning the championship this year. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm not sure, but it's definitely all about the all about the players. But uh, hopefully, I can try and be there to support them as much as possible. Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Well, Alan, uh, what else is going on? Any anything else? Uh, and uh, how's Olivia doing? Send her my best. Uh, she's this is yes. your second time on the podcast. She's been on twice, I think, as well. Oh well, I've evened up, evened up the scores. Uh, she's That's just good, yeah. Australia, actually, she's got a long, a long tour right now. She's playing in uh, Australia, then she's playing that Nations Cup that's in New Zealand before the, the New Zealand Open, and then she's been to Singapore too. So, I mean, it's great that the PSA tour has a lot of options for events right now. It's really busy, and you can kind of more pick and choose what you're playing because then she's not going to play Hong Kong, and then she's got World Teams in the in December too. So it's well, if, if selected, it's going to be. Um, busy time so yes she's going to be away for about a month so i'm going to be i mean i guess i'm going to be busy with the job and the the season really kicking off but uh yeah it's going to be a long time difference from sydney where she is now but yeah she's she's getting she's going well that's great yeah well uh alan i just want to wish you uh with all the best you and prince and the princeton team and i want to thank you for for coming on again and uh again congratulations on on your psa career and all the best going forward Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Well, it was great catching up with Alan and want to wish him all the best, him and Princeton, all the best going forward into the college squash season. 
Uh, in terms of this podcast, we've got uh, some really good episodes. Actually, uh, going to be dropping one maybe tomorrow or the day after. It's the Open Squash uh, episode that's the sponsor to this podcast, and we're going to have Executive Director Cleve Miller on, and Cleve uh, and I really flesh out the Open Squash vision, and there's so much here to glean for everyone in the sport. Really, I want to encourage you guys uh, all to, to listen to this. In terms of growing the game, there's so much food for thought here, and uh, I think we can all uh, learn a bit from this, and then take it uh, into our own squash uh, situation, whatever that may be, and uh, let's really make an effort uh, in terms of growing uh, the game. There's a lot of value in what uh, in what they're doing at Open Squash, and I think a lot of it uh, we can apply uh, in our own way, and they want to grow the sport. I mean, that's that's part. That's the main part of their vision. They're looking to grow it, uh, obviously, within uh, the state of New York, but then they want to branch out uh, nationally and globally. And there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, I think they're open to communicating with a lot of people. And uh, and regardless of that, the, the just so many. Uh, interesting ideas and discussions that we have uh, on the pod and that's going to be dropping uh, in a day or two so that's the in squash uh, that's the open squash uh, podcast with Cleve Miller coming up in a few days also We've got Jackson Bragman from the Bragman Report podcast coming on, and we're going to do a season recap up until now, so that's exciting. I I haven't uh, had Jackson on the pod, and uh, he's got his own podcast out there. We'll talk about that, and we're going to have a little bit of a season uh, recap, a few hot takes. That's what we need on, on the podcast, a few more hot takes. There have been a lot of them, uh, quite a few of them lately, stirring things up out there uh, in the world of squash. And then uh, also next week... Hopefully a very special guest. Can't wait for it. I can't announce it yet because I uh, don't want to jinx it. But uh, with any luck, a very special guest. So I just want to wish every one of you all the best with your squash, with your family. Stay healthy. And uh, thanks again for listening. Goodbye now. <laughs>